This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome, everybody. It's another wonderful day in the locker room here as we come on in and get our warm-up. We got to start warming up, get our stretch going here, Max. Exactly. Everybody line up. Groups of 10. Let's go. Okay, you're ready to roll. All right, yeah, my friend. Okay, first of all, as we were talking this morning, you said I got caught up watching the building of the what? The Taj Mahal. The t- Taj Mahal. So you know, you know how they have those like unearthed shows on like Science Channel, right? And they they, they kind of they take these mega structures that are ancient, and then they kind of separate them and then they show you kind they of deconstruct. how they were built right yeah they deconstruct and show you it and then they go through the process of building it like how do you build the dome and then kind of the background on the shah that built it and and then nice. you know, the symmetry and why was it the way it was so yeah so i got caught up in watching that this morning so well how interesting on my tv you know that taj yeah. mahal that was that's actually what that was built for his bride the uh you know, yeah, it was for the Empress. Yeah, for the, for yeah, okay, not Taj Mahal, the blues player. All right, we're talking about no. no, the guy over in India, right? Yeah, the guy in India, and he's buried in there as well with it with his. Oh, bride. he's in there as well. He okay, see, I didn't know well, that. Yeah. My one of my boys went over to India on a part, as part of a school trip a couple of years ago when he was in college, and uh, part of it was they took this trip to India and they went to see the Taj Mahal. He said it was. He said a couple of things, you know, about India was interesting. He said the Taj Mahal was incredible from every view. He said it apparently uh, roads and sidewalks are, are interchangeable with the traffic. <laughs> yes, <know>? yes. <laughs> and and depending horn, on the flow of the day, <laughs> and horns work better than brakes. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. Oh my goodness! All right, so well. I, I'm going to throw you the thing that caught Did my eyes. Did you talk about the scooters, Martin. though? Did you talk about the scooters? No, he didn't tell me about the scooters. What's up with oh, the scooters? God. No, they're everywhere. Oh, the okay. Is better than a car. Okay. They can squeeze way more of them on the road. <laughs> it's like a million of them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah but you then, then you get like side by side with cars. And if I'm in a scooter, all right, I'm thinking that's a little problematic. It, it is, but the cars aren't that big. They're not driving oh, that's huge good. SUVs that, that that we're used to. Your expedition would stick out over in India. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So, <laughs> just so we have that, we got that locked yeah, in. So, we, we got it. We, yeah, we 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 beat that one down. All right. Ne- next item of topic. Okay, R- Rochelle Ducasson. Uh, let's see if I get the name right. Okay, Ducasson. All right, employee. She's an employee at the Olympic Valley Seven Eleven store in California. Have you ever had this experience? You walk in, and lo and behold, a bear walks in behind you. Uh, no, no. I, I I can confidently say that I have not walked into a, any convenience store and a real life bear has walked in behind me. No, <laughs> that's what happened to this poor gal. She's you know uh, she's working around the store i guess the bear was there perusing the trash behind the 7-eleven and then all of a sudden he sees uh, thus fair maiden and he just walks in the door behind her and she she turns around she's at the counter and there's a video the bear's sitting there at the door he's got the door propped open with one paw you know and she's starting to, she's filming the whole thing which i find kind of interesting like 
why do you want to do this? Do you want to see yourself get eaten or something? I mean, come on. You know, and, and she's filming this, and the bear is just standing at the door while she's screaming, and he's, like, unperturbed. Yeah, I mean, listen. The, the bear was hungry, too. He's like, listen, hey, can you grab me a big bite, a uh, big gulp? <laughs> they got a sign over here. You get you, you get, a, you get a combo pack. Come on. Two help, for one. Help a, bear, help a bear out, you know? <laughs> you saw me in the trash. You know I'm hungry. You got fresh hot dogs over there on the on the little roller grill. Come on. get Or, or get me the chicken wings, something. So, there's a hot food section. I don't want cold, dirty food. I want the hot food. I can smell it. You left the door open. What do you expect? <laughs> he went from the, 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 the cold produce of the trash to some yeah. of the hot, hot dogs. I don't want spoiled bananas. I want fresh hot dogs. I mean, come on. Help a bear out. Quarter, quarter pound big bite. Come on. Come on. Give me two of those. Give me two of those. No, save the soda. <laughs> trying, to be, watch, can, trying to watch my weight <laughs> trying to watch my winter weight <laughs> you know one of the times Tunch and I were out we're having lunch and it was after training and so I come in we had a cup I had like two double whoppers with cheese I had uh, you know large fry and then I go diet coke and he looks at me and goes you're kidding, aren't you? I go, no, Diet Coke. I go, you cut the calories where you can, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so greatest story ever. It's my freshman year in college. And remember when Burger King had the 99-cent, like, Whopper deals? Right. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> we pile it. It's after, <laughs> it's after workouts at Summer B. It's, it's myself, my good buddy Shannon Snell, and – our other teammate Ernest Jackson, and we're all at, piled in his like his Explorer Sport, <laughs> and there's a Burger King right on the main drag on University in Gainesville, and there's a Burger King across the street. We're, like, we're pull, hey, we're all sitting in the door, we're pulling our money together, like, dude, we got, we got like, you know, eight bucks, man. We can go, we can go crush these uh, whoppers, <laughs> man, and we'll be fine. Man, we get up there to the thing. Ernest is sitting in the trunk of the Explorer. It's Explorer Sport. So, you know, that second row is really small. And so he's sitting in the trunk of the car, and we're all going through. You know, everybody's like, hey, I'll take two Whoppers. I'll take two. Man, Ernest goes, hey, guys, can I, can I, get, can I get four Whoppers with cheese, a small fry, and a Diet Coke? We looked back. We were like, I guess you need something to wash it down. I guess that water just won't do, huh? <laughs> Everybody else got two. He gets four, and he adds the cheese. So now it's not no longer ninety nine cents, and, and then he asked for a small fry to put on his burgers. You oh know, he, my he goodness! Want to put the fries on there, right? All right, a little Romani style. style, okay. And then wash it down with the diet coke. I was like, "You got to be kidding me, Ernest!" Oh I was man, like, you might as well just go full coke at this point. <laughs> What's a hundred calories to, to two thousand? <laughs> That's exactly it, really. I mean, you've already, yeah. you, you already piled about 4,000 calories there. You know what yeah, I love? Yeah, Do you know, did you ever go Five Guys? Five Guys got a great burger. Oh, my God. Oh. Five Guys, the best. That bacon cheeseburger. Oh, yes. that is a terrific burger. And I'll tell you another one again. And sometime, I don't know, I got to get you to Caliente's because they have a uh, the Caliente burger. That's the secret sauce over there, baby. Let me tell you, they got oh. pies of all kinds, of, you know, pizza pies. They got all kinds of different, really Really interesting, different sort of pizzas, but man, their burgers, woo, they're just killer yeah. too, man. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, listen. I'm always down for for a burger. <laughs> I always kid. We always kid with our with, with my buddies with Trey Essex at the we were on there. We're like, hey man, how's listen, Trey listen. doing? By the way, you know what? Trey's doing really well. Trey's doing now, really well. They just people moved, remember moved. him as an offensive tackle here with the Steelers. How many years did? Do you yeah. remember how many years Trey played? Trey Trey was here se- seven years. Okay. And then he went to Indy. Yeah. Um, for his final season. But uh, but yeah, Trey, Trey Trey one of my one of my best buds, um, you know from from my time here, and and so I have to say, and so we're close. I mean, we're like brothers, right? Uh, me me him, you know Willie D Stape, you know the whole crew. We're all we're all still really really tight. Um, Darnell Stapleton, I said D Stape, yes, right? Um, but uh, but yeah, no. So so we always kid ourselves like, hey, what's the victory? And we always call it the little cheeseburger, right? <laughs> now I'm just gonna get a little cheeseburger, a little cheeseburger. because. Because a little cheeseburger at Five Guys is a regular cheeseburger. Oh yeah. And of course, the regular cheeseburger is a really big burger. Yes. So, so we always say, "Hey, I'm not going to celebrate with with a big burger or a regular burger. I'm going to do a little cheeseburger. It's a little cheeseburger celebration day." So that, that's funny you mentioned that, and we always make the Five Guys reference when we're talking about little cheeseburger. Well, here's the thing about it too: if you go with a vanilla shake, you know, and then a large fry. Oh. Oh my heavens! Yeah. I mean, that's like three thousand, four thousand calories right there. If you add them all yes. up, it's a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. No, and, and the other thing is, is that you know you got to put Oreo in it. You got to put Oreo in it. Do you put Oreo in your shake? Now, see, I've never gone Oreo in my yeah. shake. I love I, I'm, I'm like shake. A, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm kind of like you know straight vanilla, straight chocolate type so guy. You're just a pure, you're just a purist type of guy. You're you're, more, you're more of the Wendy's frosty type of guy. Give me chocolate or give me vanilla. Well, see, the problem is you, you when you grow up like uh, all right in the I was born in 58, 60s McDonald's rolls in. That was like the big okay. treat with dad, you know, because okay, they had the yeah. McDonald's menu, a buck, and you go there and you can get a cheeseburger, uh, you get a um, uh, shake and a fry for like, I don't know, buck 50 or something. It was ridiculous. Or You might even get it for uh, less than a buck back in the day. So there was no, there was only vanilla and chocolate. So you grew up on vanilla and chocolate. So I didn't uh, have Oreo okay. except when I ate so, Oreos. Not 80s baby, so you know, we had a little bit more variety. Yes, you ever sit there and eat a bag of double stuffs by yourself with milk? Oh, yeah, uh, not a bag of them. Oh, then I beat you. I actually, my mom mom wouldn't allow that, but I mean, I could get four, I was allowed to have four double stuffs with my milk. That was the most. Whoa, 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 now wait a minute. If you're in college, I did it in college, you know, it was one of those, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! Oreos, that, 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 that. Now you're talking fancy, you know. That, that's high. That's high brow. That was, but that was my. That's stuffs. it. I got. I saved up my money. Got a whole bag of double stuffs. How oh, about wow. that? See, I, I, I've done double ramen with with the flavor packets. <laughs> that's. You know, I know. That, I've been that, there too. Yeah, that's, that, I mean that. Now that now talk about Carb City and Starch City right there. That, oh. uh, you don't realize you don't realize salt content at that age. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you blow up like a blowfish. Oh my god! If yeah, if you go read it now, I'm like, oh my god! I ate two of these at the same time. <laughs> what was I thinking? I'm like, look at the sodium level. <laughs> I was like, God, I'm such an old guy reading the labels. <laughs> I remember my senior year up at Syracuse University. It was. Uh, Bad snowstorm up Syracuse. <laughs> Go figure. And uh, so we were locked <laughs> no, into you our. Don't say. <laughs> yeah. You don't say. <laughs> we're like locked into our apartment. I mean, you got. There's nowhere to go. You can't get down on campus to go to the dining halls. The buses weren't running and stuff like that. 
there we are, and it's like midnight. We are starving. We're trying. We were like knocking on neighbors' doors. Going, hey, you got any, anything to eat? You know. So finally, yeah. somebody gave us food we had, check. <laughs> please, we had, we had one box of Jello chocolate pudding, and we're it's like close to midnight. We're we're making this Jello pudding, and everybody's standing in the kitchen, this tiny kitchen around there, to make sure that nobody scarfed their share of the food. I mean, we were starving. Oh, you got Jesus. three ball players. Oh, it was terrible. Just terrible. Hey, 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 hey. You got that square. Don't mess with my square. <laughs> That's but right. It's leaking. It's pudding. It's pudding. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Don't touch it. Don't touch it. That's my spoon oh, right there. <laughs> it was so bad, man. It was just so bad. And you talk about just starving. Because, you know, you go down on a campus. Like desperate times. Desperate oh, yeah. <laughs> I love, you know. Did you did you eat in the dining halls at, at Florida, or did you have, like, a training uh, table? Uh, we, well, we had a training table in the dining hall, but it was only for it was only dinner time. So we ate, oh. we ate the dining hall, breakfast, and lunch. Okay. And, and dinner dinner was a training table only. Oh, yeah. How about, did they ever have, like, um, a shrimp, you know, the, you oh, know shrimp gosh. night? Oh. Would, des- would destroy the fried shrimp. I would. Well, we had, we'd have it just, you know, like, it, not steamed, but, you know, whatever, cooked. And you had to shell it. You know what I mean? Oh, you but, have, oh, peel and eat shrimp? Yeah, peel and eat shrimp, Ooh. baby. Oh, I'd be there Even early. Nicer. I'd be there for two hours. They're closing down the dining hall, and I'm like, more. Hit me with more, man. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's when you go with the triple plater on, on the little tray. <laughs> like, listen, last call. Last, last call. call. Go fill me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Absolutely. I'm not driving. I'm not driving. Go ahead. Come on. Come on, barkeep. <laughs> The last more call. Peel and eat shrimp on there. Oh my Extra goodness! Extra cocktail sauce. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know one of the. Oh, I can't remember the dude's name. Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyhow, all right, we got to move on here because I'm sure we got to get rolling here. But uh, we we're we're down two, and we got to find out this week. Can Big Ben play this week, Max? Yeah. That's yeah. There's well, that's the question of the that. week, my friend. We need that. We need that big time. You know, that would be, you know, heading out there, that would be a big boost. I mean, you think about it. You already got enough people that are on the lam right now. They're, they're you know, either COVIDed out or we got the T.J. Watt. He, you know, he's he didn't practice yesterday. But I think I got the yeah, scout report him here and, somewhere. Him and Joe, right? And him and Joe. Right. Yeah. yeah he Joe didn't has either. Mid, mid, has the midfoot sprain. Yeah. You got that midfoot sprain. And let's see. Let's see. Minka is obviously out. Yep. Um, who else didn't? I'm trying to look at this. All I got is the bear notes. I mean, I mean seriously, yeah, the, bear, the, bear, the bear. Yeah, the bear. The bear, the, the bear, the bear, the bear has dominated the uh, conversation. The morning, the morning well, draw. you know, you yeah. think about it. You got to call nine one one. You know, to say, hey, I got a bear in my store, and what do we do? You know, the police come. They they scared the bear away. You know, yeah, he finally gotta, said, okay, I don't want to spend get, time in the slammer. Spray. You then you got to find the bear spray to then intimidate said bear that wants a big bite. Well, what if you got to you know take the bear down? You know, you got to cuff him. Well, well, uh, yeah. Could you imagine? Do you, could you imagine the handcuffs it would take for the bear? <laughs> Can you imagine what it would take to take the bear down? How do you do that? Hey, you can't use the zip ties. No zip ties. Zip ties will not work. <laughs> they won't work on, on the bear. On bear paws. Sorry, I'm sorry. You got you have to think of something else. Maybe you just go buy some bulk chain at like the Home Depot or hardware store. <laughs> like, 
trying to, la- <laughs> trying to lasso a bear down. with these with this chain and pray that it's that it, that it holds. <laughs> That's about it. You know, <laughs> you know. I was reading this, this little bit of history thing, and the in Russia in the 1600s, I believe it was, one of the sports for kings that the kings would preside over. You know, like in England, yeah. they had the tournaments, uh, you know, the lance and horse and rider and jousting and all that. But over over in Russia, they used to have they, somebody would fight a bear and they would, you know, the people be like bear banging. Wrestling? Yeah, they, they literally did. And they said some of the, the historic the historical stuff I read, some of them said, you know what, the, the guys won. Some of the dudes won. Now I'm wondering, did they drug the bear, or did you know was the bear like, um, like a cub? <laughs> was it Boo Boo instead of Yogi? I don't know. Yeah, I was about, yeah, How exactly. do you beat a bear? Hey, it doesn't make yeah. Hey, hey. Boo Boo, <laughs> or did you or did you declaw the bear ahead of time? I'm like, I would imagine something one, like that had to one, happen. One swipe and you are yeah. done. I know <laughs> they they say bears can run up to 30 mile an hour. Yeah, yeah you there's know. no way a charging bear. Well. You in the ring, charging bear. No. What do you do? I'm out of the ring, exactly. man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm out of hey, that ring so fast. I'm watching it on TV. I can tell you that's as close as I'm getting. I'm not even getting in the arena with it. With I was going to say, bear. by the way, uh, I, if I know the bears, I'm not even getting in the ring. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. That's what I'm saying. Remember, uh, but do you ever, you ever watch the movie Semi-Pro with Will Ferrell? Yeah. Uh-huh. Remember where the bear gets loose <laughs> in, the, in the stadium? <laughs> Because they're doing bear wrestling. <laughs> hey, Snowflake. Snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. There's a bear. <laughs> they just start <laughs> yeah. I don't know why this connects up, but do you remember when Jacksonville, they were doing the uh, just keep chopping wood thing? And then, yeah. and then the punter <laughs> chopped his leg. <laughs> You remember they had a log yes. in the locker room, and every loss or yeah. whatever, they, the the mantra was keep chopping, just keep chopping. You know, so people would take wax out of this log, and then the putter gets up there and lacking yeah. uh, axe wielding skills, <laughs> he nails himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Hence why football players are not allowed to have sharp objects. <laughs> You talk about uh, locker room stunts gone bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Some of the best laid intentions have the worst outcomes. <laughs> okay, I got, I got to go to break so I can reload here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have that image in my head. <laughs> Keep chopping wood. Oh, man. I'm about to give this a good one, Melis. Watch out! Watch out! Safety I'm, goggles. I'm coming with mandatory. double overhead. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back after this. Uh, We go to break. I'm I'm, I'm about ready. My expiration date is about happening right now. (laughs) All right, we'll be back after this, folks. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right, welcome back. I've regained my composure. I've stopped sweating and laughing like a hyena on the, you know, on the, uh, the circle of life, whatever it was at that, that uh, Disney movie, you know, and the hyenas. Oh. Oh, Lion King. Oh, Lion King. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, there that's it, it is. Yeah. I, I got a reference. It was wrong reference, but I'm in the right ballpark. 
You know, the one thing about uh, it, I love when the right, and, right brand though. Yes, exactly. Right. I did get that. Movie, that's so. but I, I I love the hyenas. I got because you get laughing about them. one and one goes, Remember your cousin who laughed himself to death? <laughs> 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 I love that. So anyhow, even if it's inaccurate, uh we, we got yeah. around to, it gets to the story, but it's bound to happen, so says Pat Fryermuth. All right. Pat, yeah. and I understand you got uh, 15 seconds left in overtime against Detroit, right? You're trying for the sidelines. Um, you know, that would have made for a, what, 57-yard field goal. But uh, he, uh, you know, gets donked and drops the ball. And he says, you know, I've been pretty uh, blessed. I haven't had any of that situation basically arise. And he says, uh, overall, it's just I have to flush it, learn from it, and move on. And I, I think that's true. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, listen, nobody's going to be perfect. I think that's the biggest thing, and we have to kind of get past the perfection. It's going to happen. You hate when the situation does happen, but the situation, it happens. And, uh, you know, for Pat, he made a mistake. He's he's a rookie, so you got to give him a little bit of credence there. Right. Uh, you know, that he's not going to be perfect in this. So, I mean – I don't blame him. You know, you, no. you hate that he was even put in that situation. Sure. Right? Because we should have been running the football. True. Like I said, 13 to 2. 13 to 2, pass to rush. In overtime. In overtime. Yes. And, you, and you're using a backup quarterback. I know we're going to say, oh, but Mason's been in the league. Mm. That's okay. But why did you draft Najee Harris? Right. You drafted him to run the ball. To run the ball. So why not give him an equal shot at running the ball? I mean, so, so yeah, so, yes, I'm, I'm not forgiving it, but I'm also laying credence that it can happen. And that that's the risk you take when it's wet outside, right? <laughs> and, yes. And it's windy and cold. Guess what? Balls could probably be a little bit tougher to, A, hold on to, and, B, let alone keep it the entire time. And you thought we would learn something from the Deontay Johnson play the series before. No doubt about it. Okay, now let, we let me... were in field goal range. We were in field goal range. Yes, we're just but... trying to get closer. <laughs> well, you want to get closer. You want to make uh, the Wizard of Boz have to go extraordinarily long. I mean, you know, it's if you can get from the uh, forty-five to the thirty-five, that that changes things a lot for the Wizard yeah. of Boz. Makes it a little easier, like that. You know, that's not a that's not an Abby normal thing, sort of do. You know what I mean? You, you want to do those sorts of things to put yourself in the best position to be able to walk away with a win. Now, here's here's where here's where I take a difference though. Let me I look at this differently too. If you go back and look at that film, now I got to ask you something. Remember who who the Detroit Lion was? It was I believe it was Will Harris. I think, if I recall, okay, the, one yeah, of the defensive yeah. backs, but I think it was Will Harris. Now, as I recall, he dropped the crown of his helmet. And I mean, put it straight into it was spearing. It wasn't launching, but it was straight no. on dropping the crown of the helmet. The helmet hit his arm, the ball, what have you. Uh, I, I, I just find it kind of interesting because this seems to be one of the uh, things that the NFL has gone extraordinarily out of its way to try to legislate out of games, create to legislate out every sort of injury, which you can't do. But that's this is one of the things that I think. You dropped the crown of your head. I mean, it was it, his his face was facing the, his knees. You know, it dropped wow. so low. He, he he was looking to pick up pennies on on the field. There you go. Yeah, yeah, and and that didn't get called, which is amazing that you review the fumble, but you don't review the act that caused the fumble. 
right? Exactly. I mean, that's, where, that's where the problem is. Is like, okay, lowering the crown. Okay, it was not in the head and neck area, but he was physically using the crown as a weapon, correct? Absolutely. You know, the helmet as a weapon, and you shot it right at the elbow rib zone. Yep. Uh, yeah, so so that's the other thing is like, okay, well, where's the consistency in that? You guys didn't throw flags the first three quarters, and you got flag happy, which sent us into overtime at the end of the game. Right. You know what I'm saying? And 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 you tried to take the game into your own hands, but then we get to this this point, a pivotal point that could have, you know, changed the outcome. Could have recalled that, and we could have actually left this game without without that uh <clears throat> that caffeine free diet soda feeling right you right know, no doubt she had could have had some full sugar and happiness you know <laughs> sugar and lollipops but no you know the referees come in like it like a dentist and say how bad it is for your teeth and then tries to turn you away from eating sugar for the rest of your life um that that's something that that is bothersome is the inconsistency but then the, and then there's no there's no there's no um consequence for the referees like missing something like that true that's the other thing that that's a problem is that they kind of act with impunity mm. when they do this it's just hey as soon as the game's over run to the field get our security escort let's get out of this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah trying to trying to avoid the locals right you know and, and that, that that that's 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 kind of the frustrating thing with it that you don't have that type of consistency or oversight um you know that hey you guys did a bad job in this. You get a bad report card, and there's no there's no reprimand for a judge messing up a, or a referee messing up a game like that in that moment. Um, you know, but but once again, I think you pointed this out, Wolf, at the broadcast. Hey, we saw we're, we were the benefactors of the refs' oversights in the game before, right? The Bears, Chicago, yep. But <clears throat> at the same time, you would like to see some uniformity. Oh yeah, no doubt yeah, about it. Because, I just because, found it. Yeah. Cause that I was just obvious. Well, think about it. I mean, it was just such a blatant dropping of the head, and they even zoomed in with the you know whoever uh, the reviewing of the play. We saw the line. I mean, he he was literally where he he couldn't have seen uh, uh, you know Fryermuth at all because his his head was so far no. down. And well, I, first he was of all, looking for his shoes. He was yeah, for his shoes. exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was a cranium <laughs> yeah. on you know a cranium on the ball hit. But the, you know what amazed me was that the dude didn't seem to show any effect for it. I mean, it's not like he, uh, you know, he had any uh, ill effects from it. He just got up and, you know, they got the ball and all that sort of things. And it was just, I don't know. I just, I found it very curious that the very thing the NFL has gone to great lengths to stamp out, you know, we see it all the time when back in my day, you know, you had those NFL posters in the locker rooms, right? And they tell you, yeah. they got the little caricatures and everything and don't hit with the helmet you know with the dropping the head and stuff like and it was blatant it was just so blatant on, the, on one of the biggest plays of the game up to that time yeah and you reviewed it true so the fact that you looked at everything but the act that caused the fumble you're worried about okay is his knee down okay is the ball out okay is it inbounds does a guy recover it inbounds without stepping out of bounds oh by the way we forgot to look at the guy that actually jarred the ball loose. <laughs> Did he use his head and neck, or was it a form tackle? There was no hand, no fist, no stripping of the ball. Nope. The dude went straight like arrow. Yes. At it with his head. Absolutely. And I again, yeah. it was it was just alarm. It was almost alarming because I'm thinking as I watched it unfold, I'm going, that dude, he might have hurt himself. 
You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's one of those shots where you drop the head like that. Things don't go well for most people, and, and so, certainly he was blessed. Yeah, it is. It yeah, definitely yeah. is. But I look at it from also, you know, now just moving on past that. But, you know, Pat Fryermuth, I think he's got a great attitude towards it. He says, you know, I have to learn from it. You know, you got to flush it. You know, in other words, yeah. you got to – it's one of those things. It's hard. Max, you know as well as I do in all your years of playing. You have a bad play or whatever. I mean, I can remember on a Monday night game – Watching the dawn come up because I couldn't shut that reel down in my head of the bad plays. You know that's a tough yeah. thing to do. Yeah, no, no, and and, and you know, uh, I, I've matured. In, <laughs> you know, in my years. I'm so since. glad you've matured. Yeah, I know uh, because yeah, definitely the anesthetic back in the day was uh, was vodka. It was vodka. <laughs> that was or it was lasagna. Well, well, vodka, lasagna, whatever has a uh okay. at the end of it, I, I consumed it. <laughs> <laughs> those those bad days, man. That was that was just that was just hard, you know. It's like, you know, I I just remember going into the meeting room and and you're sitting there in the team. We would always come together as a team, you know, with Chuck, and then you'd break down yeah. into your uh, position meeting groups. And I remember Mike Webster, we were sitting there one time, we're waiting on Chuck, and Chuck walks in and Webby looked at me and goes, all right, let the rat killing begin. <laughs> you know, it's one of those days where, you know, and, and the thing is, we'd come out sometimes after after film review, and Webby, Webby was just always great with the comments. He'd go, hey, uh, did, I, I forgot, did we win or lose that game? <laughs> you know, I thought we won. Why do I? Why am I feeling like, uh, you know, uh, I got got my rear end burnt here. Uh, I thought we yeah, won why, that why game. Why am I sliding out of my chair right now? Oh, that's right, because my butt got chewed off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm lacking anything to be able to hold me in my chair. Uh, yeah, exactly. I need a seatbelt, guys, for the rest of the day. Seatbelt, strap me in the oh. chair, guys, or else I'm, I, I'm gone. I'm on the floor. The one thing I got to <laughs> ask you, because I – I've heard one of the criticisms of Mike Tomlin over the years has been that he does not hold you guys accountable. And I, you know, oh. that he's, he's, oh. you know, yeah, I know this is so funny because I, Tunch and I, we were, we'd be down on the South side doing the show from the meeting room and we're just down the hall from the main meeting room. And I told, I remember telling Tunch going, if they could hear what we hear right now and all those people that say Mike Tomlin doesn't hold them accountable, I go, you gotta be kidding me. They have not a clue what they're talking about. Absolutely. I mean, don't, as my buddy once says, don't let the smooth taste fool you. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Mike T, just like you hear those phrases in press conferences. Right. No, just you get, you can get eviscerated (laughs) in in our meetings. Imagine how well you did. Imagine some of those, those phrases, as you pointed out, that said in there at high volume and high intensity, you know, he might tamp, he tamps it down, you know, for the press, but he cuts it loose when he's in front of you guys. Cause we we're cut three, four five rooms down the hall and we can hear you guys. Yeah, no, I mean, and he'll come in and, and, you know, you hear that two dogs, you know, two dogs, one bone, right. Right. When you're talking about God and he'll look, he'll look a starter in their face. Hey, guess who's the dog this week? <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, because that's just what it is. Or don't let that play come up in, in, in meeting review on that Monday meeting. Don't right. let that play come up. The one he calls and the I news, it's a reel of yeah. plays. Yeah, and he yeah, calls it the news. the news. 
Like, listen, I, I'm not. I, I, I'm just reporting the news. I'm not here to make anything up. I'm just here to report the news. You, <laughs> I, I, you always said you are what you put on tape. Right, right. You are what you put on tape. So, what are you going to put on tape this week? Because this right here, this ain't cutting it. <laughs> that's and, and, and and that's the whole room looking. I mean, you know, when I talked about, yeah. I have my one play a year where I just miss right. the safety or a corner blitz. Every time on a 62 protection right? Uh, with a drop, I had one a year. And I hated when that one came up. Just what it happened. Was not, it was not only Tomlin, but then it was B.A. No, B.A., and, yeah. And, and, they, and they would walk, you know, they'd walk to that side of the room where they knew the guy was, and they would just stare at you, hit the clicker. They're not even watching the screen. <laughs> They're hitting the clicker just staring at you. <laughs> yep. Oh, I so, know. So, it. It's an awful so feeling. Is this it? Is, is this it? Is this it? Is this your one? Is this your one? I just want to know. Are you counting this as one? Because you only get one. You don't get two. You get one. And, and it's just what it, you just. You, you break just out in a sweat, man. Melt. You just start to melt. You're just like, how can I get below this table? I, you know, I'll even sink down to the first floor if they'll let me because it's on the second floor. I was like, oh, my God. And then the lights come back on at the end of that. And. There's not a happy face in the crew. And like you said, you're like, man, did we win? Because I thought we still won the game. But you know, as they say, winning covers up for a lot of sins, brother, but it doesn't protect you from getting singed. Eye in the sky does not lie. Amen. All right. We're going to go to break. We'll be back with more. You're in the locker room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. It's Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. At the top of the hour, we've got uh, the coach, Tom Bradley, coming in, and we uh, we will effort Jerry Dulac, who's going to be in transit. So he'll be moving along and... uh, Oh, wait, I forgot the mute on the computer thing here. You know, I, ah, doggone it all. How long have I been going at this? And I couldn't remember to mute the stupid. But, but see, you know what? You got distracted when Jacob came in with Freed's. That's true. That's true. That is true. You know, so therefore, it, it's the ninja's fault for putting more on your plate, Wolf. <laughs> it is. I blame nin- Ninja Jacob. I blame him. He distracted yeah. me. You know, that's just like a, a ninja smoke bomb, you know? It's, it's like Ron Burgundy, right? Yeah. Who put the question on the teleprompter for Ron? You know he reads that's, anything that's on there? That's a great, that's a great movie. Oh, my heavens. Oh, my goodness. All right, so we do have the great Jerry Dulac uh, coming up in the uh, next hour or two as well. You know, the thing about it is we got um, you got Mika. He's, he's COVIDed out, all right? So now we've, we're left with... Who replaces the guy that has played 100% of the snaps in the nine games the Steelers have played thus far? I mean, you got Minka's played 100%. You've got uh, Terrell Edmonds has played 98% of the snaps. Uh, we're left with Trey Norwood, Miles Killebrew, uh, maybe Carl Joseph. Uh, what are you thinking, Max? I'm thinking this is about to be a committee game. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I, I think. I think they're like, listen, uh, more souls to cover up. Just to let you know, Minka covers a lot of boo-boos. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and he, he, has mul- he has multiple skills that are available to him, and we don't have a guy that has that 
that multi-versatile set yet. We have some guys who show their strengths right now because they're younger, maybe a little less inex- uh, less experience, that can do facets of what Minka can do, but they don't have the entire package. So I think that that's one of the toughest things is that yeah. you're looking at it and you're saying, okay, Minka covers up in the passing and the hitting game, but we have guys who, who accelerate in the run game and other guys who accelerate in the pass game, and you're sitting there and you're like, okay, well, how do we do this? And I think Miles Killerbrew answers the question for run game support. Right. And Trey Norwood answers the game in pass support, and then Greg Joseph is just is just extra, Carl Joseph. extra coverage. Carl Joseph, sorry. Carl you know, Joseph. much like, much like uh, his, his brother Carl, you know, I dropped. I can't quite hear you, Max. Something dropped. Uh oh. Oh, there we go. You're back. Okay. You know, that's the one okay, thing yeah. about this. When you're zooming, and every now and yeah. then you got a little bit of something going on, and it does discombobulate you for a second. But we just we okay. we we just march on, my friend. So we're talking yes, about we the do. fact, <laughs> Miles Killebrew. Number one thing about Miles Killebrew that I love, he is he is box heavy in my mind. I love the fact that he can operate in and around the box he's a strong body um he's got a little bit of that how do i put it um that knack of uh hitting the right gap and 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 blitzing a little bit we saw just a little bit of it early on we've not seen you know with minko being there all the time and terrell being there 98 percent of the snaps um you're not going to see much else, but I think, and I, I think that uh, Killebrew can add a lot there as well as I think you said uh, Trey Norwood in the uh, pass heavy downs. That that's someone that you would like to see. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Trey has shown us that he has that slot range zone capability, and I think that's why I think if you're going with multiple bodies like I. Th- like they're showing us, right? Uh, you know that would be my way of mixing it up. You know, keeping, of course, keeping Terrell in and having Terrell kind of fill at safety. But then when you have certain guys in, utilize them for their specialty. Right. Um, well, that's that why they're in for. Yeah. That's why I think Miles, because I know that I know Terrell operates so well in the box. All right, but also I yeah. think he can play some free safety when you got a guy like Killebrew too who's got some really good box etiquette there. He's got the good knowledge and ability to move in and around there uh, that Terrell may be able to, you know, place him over the top. And I don't think that uh, you're you're not losing too much there, uh, you know, with the box stuff either. So, you know, again, it's going to be – it'll be interesting to see how they break this up. And you're going to go with the run heavy downs, the pass heavy downs, whatever the personnel that comes into the game, that's going to affect it as well. But uh, I – you know, it seems like the, the, the Chargers are a lot of 11 personnel, like most teams in the league. You'll see some of the, the multiple tight end formations. But um, this Herbert kid, he can sling the, 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 the rock pretty good. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Justin Herbert can throw the ball all around the field. And, you know, I think that's the other thing is that, you know, I think what the Vikings did so well was – <clears throat> was just to change things up and keep keep everything tight. But, I mean, you know, that's why I think when you look at it from the receiving aspect, Keenan Allen got a lot of targets. And oh, he almost man. 100 yards. Yeah. But he passes the ball around. I mean, there were there were eight to nine different guys that, that caught passes in the game. Like, Justin 
he he spreads out. You don't get a bead outside of Keenan Allen, but Mike Williams, you you know, when people forget about him, he he can take advantage of you. And I think Austin Eckler is still one of one of his main guys. He likes out of the backfield. He's that dual purpose type of running back, which is like a Najee that you kind of have to key in on. But the one area they struggle in, it, which you know you hate to say this, the Steelers also uh, used to used to have problems managing this, was that they don't utilize them enough in, in running. Like they do operate right. a lot out of the pass game. And so you can get you can start to to get some pressure on him, but I think that's why we're talking about the secondary so much is because we know that Herbert likes to pass, and he's a second year quarterback, and his eye is always to pass first if he has the option, and then the running game's kind of an afterthought, and the offensive line's dinged up, and they're not playing as well. So that's what you rely on. <coughs> and I think the Vikings laid laid the game plan on how you're going to beat the Chargers. Rushing the football was key because they're. They were so they, they had some poor tackling in the run game, the the fits weren't there, and you know for the Vikings they they rushed the ball I want to say like thirty three times something like that yeah and, and 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 beat them, and so it's like come on you can do this you if we can stick to a game plan that we thought we were going to have a week ago right if we can implement that because we saw what happens when when it's not taken as seriously. Um, in the run in the run attitude that we can end up with a tie. But if we do have that run first attitude and it's runs that are high efficiency runs and you know taking out some of the motions, I get you want to see the motions. It's great, but there usually has to be a setup for that. And I feel like some of them were were not being set up properly for you to run it because you were you were handing it off in a jet sweep or you're you're doing all this fancy stuff when sometimes the easiest thing is the thing right in front of you. Line up and run the ball like you did in the first drive. Really? And and good things will happen. All right, Jacob, we got enough time to take a call? Yeah, we got enough time. Let's go to Herm in Sacramento. All right, Herm, you're in the locker room, buddy. Hey, thanks for letting me in, buddy. Hey, uh, nice to talk to you, Max and Wolf. Um, hey, I – I'm just chiming in on that, the last offensive series we had and the last play specifically about, um, you know, when um, Frymuth, you know, fumbled the ball. Right. I think out of everybody, he's, you know, and, you know, I just think he's probably least um, responsible for that play. And, and just let me hear, let me, let me say this though. I think the, the play call was a little off. I think they should have went a little deeper because, I mean, time was time was of an essence at that point. I mean, we didn't have much sure. time. I don't know if we had a timeout. At, I don't know. But but also, I think in – I share your sentiments about um, Mason. I, I like Mason, actually. I think he's going to be – I think he could be like a Neil O'Donnell type of guy where he could lead you to a Super Bowl and, you know, if he doesn't throw three interceptions or something, you know, he could – He'll probably win it too. Oh, leave poor um, Neil alone, will you? <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 yeah. I, I, I know what you're saying, though. I know what you're saying. Look, I, I, I do. That was. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, the whole thing about you know, with the thing about Pat Fryermuth and the point that I wanted to make was was simply uh, it was it's tough, but you got to flush it. You got to move on, as he says. That's important in any pro's life because you will not have. Uh, a very long career if you dwell in your past all the time, in your past mistakes. 
Okay, one of the things no, that I, I, one of the things that happened to me was I I had a I had a bad game out in Seattle, and I remember my line coach afterwards told me he said how you respond to this will go a long ways towards deciding whether or not you will have a single digit career or a double digit career. And meaning you have no. to learn how to take this in stride and be able to put it behind you, take what you can and learn from it, correct the mistakes and move on. And that's exactly what Pat is doing. And I think that's a big thing, a big step for him because you got to shake it off. The kid is too valuable and has too big a piece of the offensive pie for him to perform in with and, and him not be able to shake that off. The Steelers need him to be the player that he's been thus far, and you learn from these mistakes because, as anybody knows, if you handle that ball long enough, you're going to have some tough moments. I, I totally agree with everything you said. And I, like I say, I wouldn't put it on Friar Moose because um, I thought, this is my humble opinion, I thought Mason probably could have thrown the ball away and then lived for another down. Um, and maybe – maybe there would have been a different play call and things maybe would have turned out a little bit differently. And that's all hindsight 2020 or whatever. Right. The important but, thing um, is that Pat says, I own it. I got to learn from it. I got to flush it because I got to move on. That's it. And I tell you what, I, I really, I love Friar Moose, man. And, and, and Deontay Johnson, that, that was a big fumble, but you know what? He was making a football play. He was, I, I, I totally agree with, you know, those, those young guys are going to make mistakes, and if they learn from it, we're good to go, man. Because, I mean, those guys are going to be – they're our future, you know. So uh, I totally um, um, like the aggressiveness, and, you know, they want to make plays, and you can't fault them for that. So, um, yeah, that was my two cents on that whole thing. <laughs> well, thank but, uh, you. Hey, <laughs> we hey, like two cents. Day, guys. Come on. All right, thank <laughs> Thanks a lot, Herm. Right. Appreciate you, brother. All right. Thanks, man. All right, man. So, hey, you know, that's the thing about it, Max. It's about owning it, right? And we got to go to break. But, you know, last word on it. You got to own it. You got to learn from it. And you got to flush it. Exactly. Exactly. If it's brown, flush it. <laughs> As only the great Max Starks yeah. can summarize at the poetics. end of the first of Poetics. All right. We'll be back with more. We've got the coach, Tom Bradley, coming up. <laughs> We'll ask him about flushing. Do they flush now? Okay. We'll be back with more after this.